0: A Gospel reading from the 28th chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them to say, er, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Lord Good morning again. I'm Justin Grimm. I come from the... self. Oh, sorry. I'm just so used to habits, you know? <laughs> Nina already said, I know you're going to say ingredients on behalf of the other 107. Calories. So I've already done that. It's really good to be with you this morning. I was joking. There was a while when I was coming up here quite a bit uh, at one summer and, and was teaching some things with your, com- or with your council and hanging out with Pastor John and Deacon Nina. And, and it always feels like I'm coming home here because you guys are so welcoming and so awesome. And it was great to see some old friends today. Don't get a big head, but that's not normal. I mean, I go to church after church, week after week, and sometimes it's like I have the plague or something because people don't even want to come up and say hi, and they know, like, I'm coming to visit. But you guys are so good at welcoming, so thank you, thank you, thank you for that. I also know that you are well thought of in this community. I happen to do a lot of umpiring uh, of high school baseball and legion and amateur ball. And sometimes people find out what I do for a living and then we start talking about churches and they often speak about what this congregation means for this community. So thank you. Again, don't get a big head, there's still work to do, but you need to be proud of the work that you're doing and the leadership here that is really living into the calling that we're gonna talk about here in the message. Would you pray with me please? Word of God, speak. Lord, we seek you in this place today, and we come to you with grateful hearts for the fact that we are called your children, and we are your body together. Wherever we're at today, Lord, in our life, in our faith, I pray that we can let any of that go and and be filled by you. Speak to us today in the the word of God. Speak to us today through the music, through the prayer, through the fellowship, through the community. Come to us. Stir in us an understanding, Lord, that you have called us each by name as your beloved. And by the authority given to you through Jesus Christ to this day, you call us and send us forth into this world. Help us each to hear that call. Help us each to hear that call as a call to go forth in this world and to be love and to be light and to be hope. Quiet us, our hearts and our minds. Help us to focus on you and your word and your spirit. We pray this in your holy name. Let the church together say amen. Dear siblings in Christ, grace to you and peace from God the creator and our risen Lord and savior Jesus Christ who calls us to go And make disciples and promises to be with us always. Amen. You can say amen, it's okay. (laughs) People of God, you have the Holy Spirit. Look out. Those were words that were spoken by Bishop William Willimon in a sermon I heard in 2007 when I was at the Festival of Homiletics, a preaching conference in Atlanta, Georgia. I was gathered with hundreds of other pastoral colleagues from across the country in the sanctuary of the beautiful Peachtree United Methodist Church in downtown Atlanta. After Bishop Willimon said that, people of God, you have the Holy Spirit, look out. There was some uncomfortable silence and then a little bit of uncomfortable laughter. Because I think What we were realizing was the fact that he wasn't just trying to be funny by saying that, he was seriously challenging all of us to realize that the Holy Spirit wreaks havoc and holy calling on our life when it grabs a hold of our being. And when the Holy Spirit grabs a hold of our life and sends us forth into the world, crazy things start to happen. We start to be stretched and pushed and pulled in different ways. So this proclamation that you have the Holy Spirit look out was a warning of the fact that once you realize the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, your life will never be the same, amen? Amen. People of God, you have the Holy Spirit look out. I've been thinking a lot about Bishop Willimon's words over the last many, many years, actually. But today, as I was preparing to be with you here at Faith Lutheran Church and thinking about Holy Trinity Sunday and the power of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and thinking about this scripture passage when we go to the mountain and we meet Jesus with the disciples, I thought about the power of the statement from the bishop that day. Because what we experience on Holy Trinity Sunday is the fact that we believe in a God that loves us no matter what and a God that sends us forth into the world with the promise that the Spirit goes with us. Christianity, following Jesus, is supposed to be a participation sport, right? And that means that when we agree to to live this life of faith and we understand the power that the Spirit has over us, things can get a little bit wild. So as we sit here today in the beautiful sanctuary, I want to challenge us to truly think about our own life. And what difference does your faith make in your life on a daily basis? And what difference does it make for you to know that you have the Holy Spirit working in and through you? People of God, people of Faith Lutheran Church, You have the Holy Spirit. Look out. Now, before we come back to talking about you and what this means for us as the body of Christ, let's encounter Jesus in the gospel this morning. It was beautifully read by my reader over there. Great job. We go with Jesus to the mountain. The disciples were told by Matthew are gathered. On the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And and we we can get a sense early by the way that Matthew writes about this that they're a little uncomfortable. They're a little unsure. Matthew says some of them were, were doubting, they were afraid. Because not that long ago, their Lord, the one that they had decided to follow, was killed in front of their own eyes, and then there's stories of resurrection, and yes, some of them saw that, and some of them encountered him, and maybe they encountered him, but they're not really sure any of this is real. (laughs) Who is this? So Jesus ascends onto the mountain and meets with them that day. Knowing their anxiety, knowing a little bit about their wonderment, Jesus quickly declares who he is. And he says, all authority on heaven and earth have been given to me. So that's important, friends, because it, it declares why he's there. He's there on the authority of God the Father, God the Creator, as God the Son. Yes, that's Jesus. But as God's authority, he's there with them. And you can almost feel the exhale. Okay, this is Jesus, and he's here for God's mission. It all starts there. After meeting the disciples where they're at, in the midst of their fear and their anxiety, he then gives to them what is known as the what? The Great Commission. This is the scripture that's known as the Great Commission. And he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, come on, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that I have commanded, Right? That's the charge. Go make disciples. Go do this work. But then there's a really important part that sometimes we forget when we talk about the Great Commission. He says, I am with you always to the end of the age. Wow. I mean, that's just so cool. We have this moment of encounter with the disciples. Jesus sends them forth in this holy calling, this holy commission, this holy great commission. And he sends them to do the work by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus is going back to the Father. But because of the power of the Spirit, he says, I go with you to do this work. They're called to go They're met where they're at in their fear, in their anxiety, in their wonderment. And oh my goodness, Jesus was here and now he's gone and now he's back. And what's going to happen? But then they're, they're sent out with this holy work to do because of the Holy Spirit. They know they will never be alone. And now that calling comes to you and to me and to the body of Christ We are called to go and make disciples, friends. You have the Holy Spirit that goes with you and in you. Thanks be to God and look out. Do you see yourself in this narrative of the disciples at all? Maybe. Maybe not. If not, let me reframe it for you this way. I don't know much, but I do know that we have a God that comes to you where you are at. Amen? We have a God that says to you, no matter what you're going through, no matter if you're afraid, if you're happy, if things are great, if things are bad, we have a God through the power of Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that meets you exactly where you are at and loves you perfectly there. There's nothing you can do that can make God love you any more. And there's nothing you can do that that can make God love you any less. Amen? We're in the same soup together. We are all sinners redeemed by the power of Christ. And Christ comes to you where you're at and loves you there. And says, you are mine. You will never be separated from me. In fact, I go with you always to the end of the age. And that promise... That gift is a radical call then for you to go into the world, to take the love that you know in Jesus Christ and to share it into the world. Go, he says, go make disciples. Take the love that you know. Even when things are hard, I am there. Take that promise into the world and let people know that you have a God that loves you because they are wondering too if they are loved. So go. You have the Holy Spirit, sing it, talk about it, show it, show up. That's your radical calling because of the fact that God loves you. People of God, people of faith, you have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has you. And that's good news. But who cares? I mean, does any of this matter to us? It's easy to to hear these words and to sing great songs and to literally get goosebumps because the music's been so good and then to walk out these doors and just live our life like we live it every single day. That's the easy thing to do, right? But that's not the calling. Notice with me when the disciples are talking with Jesus, Jesus doesn't say, once you have everything figured out, once. All your bills are paid. Once all the fishing is done, once your, your kids actually start listening to you every day, sorry, rough week for me, once everybody's healthy in your family, once this is done, once you're not struggling with addiction or depression or mental health or this, once everything is perfectly lined up, then you can go and make disciples. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says in an imperative tone, in an imperative verb tense from the Greek, he says, go right now and make disciples. Not when you feel like it. Not when you have time. Not when everything is perfectly lined up. No, Jesus says to each one of you this day, as he said to the disciples, go now and make disciples, sharing the love of God. How do we do that? We show up, we speak when there's injustice. For the voice for the marginalized. We stand up for the oppressed. We give of our time and our talents, and we, we show up again and again in the name of Jesus. But you know, we as Lutherans are terrible at telling people why we do good. How many of you have ever given a coat to a coat driver, food to a food shelf, or, or money to, to a campaign trying to raise money? Have you ever done that? And then when people ask us as Lutherans, we often say, Well, we do it because of... we have Lutheran laryngitis. We don't like to name the fact that our faith is what drives us to do the work God calls us to do. And we have to speak the promise of our faith. I'm almost done, I promise. How many of you know that Jesus loves you? It's the closest we get to an altar call, I promise. (laughs) How many of you have been at a time in your life when things were really kind of crummy and you weren't really sure how tomorrow was gonna happen? How many of you ever been in despair and darkness or in the valleys of your life and yet you're here today praising our Lord, amen? How many of you have actually told people what Jesus has done for you? Yeah, not as many hands. Jesus says to us all, go, make disciples. He doesn't say go and sit inside your church and expect people to come and then love them when they show up. You love very well, friends, But we must get out our doors of the church, of our life, and show people who Jesus is. If you know that Jesus loves you, if you've experienced the love of Christ in your life, if you've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, you have a story to tell. So tell it, people of God, you have the Holy Spirit get to work thanks be to God Amen we hope these words will strengthen you as you live out your daily life if you would like to know more about friend, Faithful Faithful, leave a prayer request financially support our mission and ministry, please go to our website at faithfl.org. May God bless you in the days ahead.